Welcome to the Behind Their Business Podcast, the show that's peeling back the curtain and showing what's actually happening behind the scenes of running a business. I'm your host, Steph Blake, and each week you'll hear from women at all levels of business who are showcasing their stories of struggle and triumph as they juggle business ownership with day-to-day life. Join us to hear inspiring stories and strategies for starting and growing your own business. Hey everybody, Steph Blake here, and I am so glad that you are here for this week's episode. As usual, it is going to be amazing, so you are in for a treat. But before we dive into that episode, I want you to join our private and 100% free and supportive community for business owners to connect in called the Confident CEO Community. So if you have not joined us yet, here is your invitation to come and join us. Each week I also do a live training to share my best tips and tricks for scaling an online business the easy way. We talk about strategy, team building, mindset, tools, automation, and everything in between to help you confidently step into the CEO role in your business. So you can go to confidentceocommunity.com to join us today. And now let's dive in to this discussion with our incredible guest. Welcome back to the Behind Their Business podcast, or if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Today, our guest is going to share about starting a business after a life-changing event in her 40s. So it's literally never too late to go after your dreams and start a business. I'm so glad for her to share her story. She is also a single mom to two teens and has two chocolate labs, which are the cutest little dogs ever. And in her business, our guest is an FG Society certified marketer and will soon be, probably by the time we release this, a certified director of operations. So please welcome to the show, Alicia Kay. Alicia, thank you for being here. You're welcome. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. So, all right, take us on this journey because I'm assuming you were doing something before you started this business in your forties, right? I was, I was working for a distributed company in the tech industry, um, loving it, working from home so that I could be at home with my two kids. And, um, and then the bottom fell out of my life because I wound up divorced. I wound up out of a job because my husband, my ex-husband worked for the same company and I had nothing I could do. I had to stay at home with my kids because they have a lot of challenges and I had to start a business and keep a roof over our head. Mm -hmm. So have you always been entrepreneurial minded or were you just like, well, let's figure (laughs) it out. (laughs) I have worked in a lot of startups. So that helped. Um, in the tech industry. I've been in the tech industry since the days of AOL. That was my first job out of college. So I've been in tech for quite a long time and I've worked in a lot of startups. And so that gave me a little bit of guidance into how to start a business, but then to how to start it and what to do, that was the confusing and hard part. It took me a little bit of time to figure that part out. Um, I basically just took my skills and transferred them online because I had all the tech skills. And so I I started out as a VA and just did tech VA, learned all the platforms myself, and then just started finding clients. Yeah. I mean, that's the easiest way to do it. Use the skills that you already have from corporate. If you've been in the corporate world, or even if you weren't, you have some kind of skills that can be used in the online space, right? So that you recognize that. So what specifically were you doing in the corporate tech world? I'm sure there were a variety of different things, but did any one thing stand out? 
Um, it primarily had to do with leading teams and being in the tech industry. So I worked in and around tech in the corporate environment for the majority of my time, either in the tech itself or in operations, and then leading teams as far as hiring and building teams and motivating teams and things like that. And so I had to take all of my skills to start in the online space with the VA stuff. And then I started bringing more of my corporate experience in with with my clients and just started growing so that I could get back up to the same level that I was in corporate, but in the online space. For sure. Now I have a question and I mean, if you're not comfortable answering it, you don't have to, but um, did you make any investments when you were first getting started? Like, did you sign up with any mentors or sign up for any courses? I got caught in the shiny object syndrome of like, sign up for my course and you can make five figures in three months. And I'm like, no, that's not true. Maybe for some, but not all. And I, you know, I, I got suckered into those. And so I had to really find those resources and those people that I could trust. And thankfully I had someone that I had known pre me starting a business that I could trust. And I tended to follow her a lot more so than any, anyone else, because I had been a blogger before all of this happened as well. Oh, I would love to hear about that. So how did, (laughs) how did that? So, okay. So let's say set the stage here for like this timeline. So you Mm -hmm. were working in the tech industry Mm -hmm. and then you just started blogging one day or no, I was in corporate and working outside the home before my divorce. And I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and it came on very sudden and it was very painful and it was very hard for them to get my pain under control. So I wound up going on disability with my employer and staying at home until we could figure it out. Um, And so I started blogging for something to do and to talk about how my life had changed with rheumatoid arthritis, because it's not an easy autoimmune condition. People don't look at you and say, oh, well, she's got rheumatoid arthritis. It's kind of a hidden thing. And so there would be days where I would have to crawl up my stairs to put my kids to bed because I couldn't, it hurt so much to go up and down the stairs. And so I just started blogging and I, I blogged about all kinds of things, recipes, um, you know, ways to be productive at home, how my RA affected me as far as my day. And as a parent, because I had to choose some days, am I going to do this activity or am I going to do this activity? I can't do both because I'm in too much pain. And so when I wound up, you know, I wound up going and working for a distributed company in the tech industry. So I could stay home and it had flexible scheduling so that I could work that around my RA. Um, And that was perfect for me until it all just blew up in my face with the divorce. And so I couldn't work outside the home because I knew that I wouldn't have FMLA protection going back into a new company. I wouldn't have the time off that I needed. I had two kids by myself at that point, one who's on the autism spectrum, one who has ADHD with a lot of um, impulse control issues. So I had to be available for them as well. And so I had to build a business. I just had to, there wasn't any option. Yeah, no, absolutely. So how did you find out about the online space? Well, I had been blogging and I I stayed online for quite some time. I mean, when I worked for AOL, I was working online before we even had a web browser. So that's actually very fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. So this is, this is going to take us back a long time ago, but I remember the days when you had the disks 
that you mm-hmm. had to insert. Yeah. So we would have those at our house and we had to insert those in order to use the internet. And if you tell anybody, please you. But um, yeah, I remember. I remember very well. Um, so, so starting online was probably the wrong way to phrase that. But uh, what introduced you to the virtual assistant space specifically? I started getting into some Facebook groups and seeing that that was a possibility. And so I started putting myself out there. I started offering to take on clients. I would look for people looking for people to, to, to hire. And I was very fortunate in that I took on a really large client pretty soon. Um, once I got into the online space who had heard my story coming out of my marriage and having my kids and the, and the challenges that we all faced. And she immediately reached out to me and said, I want to hire you. And I stayed with her until right before the pandemic, when the pandemic hit, that's when she decided she wasn't going to do her business any longer. And she's really the person that helped me get established. You know, she would refer me out to her clients. And then I would also take on, you know, clients of my own. And I just started building, but I will tell you, it has not been an easy road. You know, a client could drop and I'm a single parent I don't have anyone else's income to rely upon. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there have been times where it's, it has gotten super scary, but I've, you know, as I've grown and I've gone through this process, I've found where I feel most at home. I've moved to the seven figure clients and I've gotten more wise about how to do this. You know, my contracts are very good and sound. I have the right cancellation policies to protect me financially as a single mom because it's harder to get the higher level clients at this point. And so that way I don't get caught in those times where I'm like, uh oh, I have no retainers coming in. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've been in that situation before. I'm not a single mom, but. I've been in that situation before where the clients just drop out and you're like, oh, now what? (laughs) I know. It's like, um, I have rent coming due and I don't know what I'm going to do at this point. Right. Yeah. Because I was a virtual assistant when I started as well. So it's like all of the things that you learn, just not not from corporate only, but when you're creating your own business too, it's just very eye-opening. It is. Very much so. Yeah. I'm very glad to hear that you learned from mistakes. Let's just call them what they are. They were mistakes. (laughs) that you made in the beginning and you're protecting yourself now. Right. And it's been a lot of fun. I've met a lot of amazing people. I've had opportunities that I never would have had, had I not done this. And it has really opened my eyes to a whole different economy. I do feel that the online space is its own little economy versus the regular economy. And for a while they didn't really impact each other, but now I feel that they are just a little bit more because of what's going on in the real world. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I didn't know what the online space was until about, well, six years ago when I started my business. I had no idea that it existed until I was targeted with a Facebook ad. I tell mm-hmm. that story a lot. And I was like, what is this magical world? How, why have this, who's been hiding this from me for such a long time? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is really great. And you're right. The pandemic is what really forced people to see that they could take their businesses online if they weren't, or that people could leave their corporate jobs and work from home and not have to deal with an employer. Right. So I think it has been really great in a lot of respects for people. Um, Mm -hmm. Now I know you mentioned that you have two teenagers, two, two teenagers as well. I can't talk. Um, Are they at home with you? Do they go to school? Do you homeschool them? 
they are at home with me the majority of the time. They've been on homeschool status for several years now. We are going to try to integrate back into public high school in the fall and see if we have a little bit more success. Middle school was very challenging. The middle schools would not follow their IEPs and you know, meet with me the way that I needed to meet with them so that we could all be a team and work together to ensure my, my kids' success. I'm hoping that will be different in the high school environment, um, but we'll just have to see. Yeah. So can you speak to that a little bit, what it was like to homeschool and run a business at the same time you're um, laughing right now? <laughs> not easy um, as a single parent, um, because it, it means that I have to to get done with work at the day, you know, during the day and then try to get them to learn something. But I will say one thing that helped me is I didn't, I don't think of homeschool as we sit down and we do subjects and we do problems and we write papers. I do a lot of learning in everyday life, especially for my daughter who's older and has, is on the autism spectrum. A lot of her learning is life skills. And so I put her in positions to where she's going to learn something that will help her when she graduates high school, like how to negotiate a lease for an apartment, how to buy a car, how to budget and go through the grocery store and look at prices and make sure that you're not going to overspend. She has a checking account. We work on that as far as, you know, how she's going to maintain her money and manage it. She runs her own little business. She streams on Twitch and makes money for that playing games. And so, and she's been a YouTuber and she's done commission work. And, and so she's a little budding entrepreneur as well. And that's part of her learning. Mm-hmm. That you was know? actually going to be my, my next question. Are your kids entrepreneurial after my daughter you? is my son is not, my son is just a straight gamer. You know, yeah. he just, he thinks he wants to be a pro gamer and I'm like, that's fine, but you have to have a plan B. Mm-hmm. What is your plan B? Right. Right. Um, no, that's great. So I'm actually just more curious about this for myself more than because my, we are going to homeschool my son too. So he's three, he just turned three. So I think probably next year is when we'll start preschool. I don't Mm -hmm. know. We have to look into it. But, um, when you're teaching life skills like that, which obviously are incredibly important and I didn't learn any of those in my public school, I can tell you that. Um, how does that correlate with the actual, work that needs to be done for testing purposes. Cause I'm assuming you don't have, you have to, to test. You don't have oh. to test in homeschool status, depending on your state, the oh. state that we're in currently, there is no testing required for homeschool. And I can actually diploma my children myself if they were to go all the way through and graduate high school. Really? I had no yeah. idea. Yes. It depends oh on your state. Um, but you know, what I do when I'm teaching life skills is I'm, I'm also teaching subjects that will help them. Like I get a, a shipment every month of meat that I order from butcher box and it comes with dry ice. And so my son and I will play with the dry ice and we'll try different hypotheses. you know, dry ice. We decided to put it in water. Of course, it's going to evaporate and create the fog. What happens if we put it in boiling water? Does that accelerate that chemical reaction, which it does? What happens if we put the dry ice in a bag and put it in the freezer and leave it overnight? Does it not continue to react with the air and evaporate? Actually, no, it does continue, but it does slow down somewhat. So when you open it the next morning, you have a bag that's just puffed full of carbon dioxide. That's so cool. And that's such a fun way to teach kids too. That's, That's so smart. Oh my gosh. So smart. 
Um, I may have some questions for you <laughs> offline once we start to get into that journey because you have that to be like creative because my kids with their challenges, they don't like to just sit in a classroom and learn. And that it's mm-hmm. going to be interesting to see how they adapt to high school. Cause that's a little different, but they like more of that experiential learning. I've been really able to take them and travel with them. We've gone on cruises. So they've gone to other countries They've been able to do things um, and I try to build in learning as much as I can with mm-hmm. everything that we do. Yeah, that's, that's so smart. That's, that's so cool. And you, you have that flexibility and freedom to do that too, which is, correct. which is amazing. Yeah. I love that. That's great. So before we hop off, do you have any suggestions or tips for people who may have been in a similar situation where you were, where you kind of find, found yourself like with pretty much nothing, right? Yes. I had and a new house I had to pay for. It was kind of crazy. Um, really be gentle with yourself is the first thing. And that, that was one of the things that I was very smart about is I didn't, I didn't really beat myself up as much. I was just like, okay, I grieved what was going on. And then I started putting a plan into place. I did my research. I found the people that I eventually, I found the people that I could trust and I learned from them. Don't fall for the ads. Don't fall for the shiny object syndrome. Really just get in some really good Facebook groups and just observe. And you'll figure out who the legit people are to follow. It's actually very easy to see (laughs) if somebody's being legit or if, I mean, it may take a little bit of practice, but Mm -hmm. it's very easy to see the people who are like, quote unquote, being fake and are only there for the money. And then the people who actually care about your success. So that's a really good tip. I'm glad you shared that. Um, Well, Thank you again so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your story. I know that you are not alone in um, with the experience that you had. So thank you again for being here. And what is the best place for everybody to connect with you? They can connect with me on Instagram and it's Alicia K F L for Florida. And that's, I put up business stuff. I also have been playing with reels on one of my chocolate labs. So if you're curious about my chocolate lab, who's my diva over here, she is on some of my reels. Oh, perfect. I'll have to go look at that because oh, I love chocolate labs. They're just so, so adorable. So perfect. We will link to that in the show notes as well. So thank you again for being here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Behind Their Business podcast with me, Steph Blake of the Blake Collective, which is a female-led company focused on helping online entrepreneurs start and scale their own businesses. If you or someone you know would make a great guest for the show, we would love to interview you. Visit our website at behindtheirbusiness.com to submit a short application and learn more about the show and how you can support our mission. If you enjoyed the show, we would love for you to share it with a friend or a loved one too. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thank you again for listening to the Behind Their Business podcast.